You're listening to Off Topic with Big Woo and Friends. Streaming live on the Big Woo Radio app, here's your host, Big Woo! Yep, yep, what's up everybody? Welcome to the Off Topic Sports. This is your boy, Big Woo. We got the fellas coming in a little bit later on, but we got a great show lined up for you. You best believe that like we always do at this time. Uh, I want to thank everybody listening live at BigWooRadio.com. Everybody's downloaded the Big Woo Radio app in your Google Play Store and all of our folks that reached out to us or searched us out on their podcast app on their iPhone. We appreciate that as well. If you want to get in the program today, um, it's going to be star-studded, and it's going to be busy. Uh, 704-489-3316. 704-489-3316. That's how you get in if you want to get in. Um, let's shout out the sponsors and supporters before we get things kicked off. Uh, Woodforce National Bank, please go to woodforce.com. Men's Warehouse of Rock Hill and South Carolina. And, blah, blah, blah. Men's Warehouse of Rock Hill, South Carolina, Gastonia, North Carolina. 24K Rides of Rock Hill. TCB 5400 Club at 5400 Nevin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. They want us to let everybody know that they are open curbside and takeout only. Uh, let's see. Uh, one Publishing. Clover Parks and Recreations, Winthrop University, Clinton College, Porter Decals, the Hydrocephalus Association of America. Please go to nomorebrainsurgeries.org. Primetime Players Basketball, Coach Chris Thomas. To connect the group, Mr. Kevin Glover. New Soul Music, Mr. Dark Eye, Black Toby Society, some guy named Jay. Spring Hill Credit Solutions, GraceSheetDigital.com. Below the deck, Mr. Nick Fultz, Enterprise Management, All About Us Radio, and SMG, Mr. J-Lock. We appreciate y'all, all the sponsors and supporters that look out for Big Wool Radio, plus you guys that listen to the show. And uh, continue to support us on all of our social media at Big Woo Radio on everything. That's Big Woo Radio on everything, man. Let me bring in my man, Jay. Jay. He's in the building. What's happening, player? It ain't nothing like off topic sports. But then again, there's nothing like Big Woo Radio. So you have dropped, your, you dropped into the right spot, man. Welcome to our world. Absolutely. Welcome, 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 everybody. Again, I'm throwing that number, 704-489-3316. That's how you get in if you want in. Um, JT, you want to um, tell everybody what we got going on and what uh, who our guest is today? And we got a very special guest in the, in the building right now with us, um, joining us from the great state of the Peach State of Georgia. My man, no other than my man, um, Hubert. Owens um, just elected um, last Tuesday, I believe, to the um, this, um, State House District 93. Mm. Congratulations from Big Blue Radio on that. And we are, are very privileged and very honored to have you a part of our um, off-topic sports show today. So welcome. Absolutely. Oh, thank you, bro. Thank you, brother, very much. Yeah, I won the primaries in District 93. And shout out to Shaw University. I'm a, I attended Shaw University. You know, Fayetteville is my second home. You know, it oh, is wow. my home. Fayetteville, North Carolina, and I'm a Shaw, I'm a Shaw University Bear. Wow, great. Oh, that's cool. Oh, Figure out. Yeah, yeah. small world. Shaw yeah, University. Yeah, you're thinking so much, so uh, There was somebody else that went to Shaw University, uh, and I was, it was, oh, God. Um, we were just talking about it on the Florida Poetry Show. Ella, Ella, Ella May. Uh, L. Ellis. LMA Johnson. 
L.M.A. Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, we were talking uh, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were just talking about Floyd Butcher. Uh, so, yeah, cool to have you on, man. Thanks uh, again for showing up, and congratulations again. Uh, let's let's talk about let's talk about that. You know, um, being a part yeah. of the government uh, with everything that's going on and the movements and everything that everybody's doing. You being an African American male. Uh, during this time and getting elected, I mean that kind of says a lot in itself. Um, and you know uh, about the progress that we've made m- moving forward. Uh, but to give us some insight, uh, since you're on the ins- inside and we're on the outside looking in, and you're on the inside, let me get uh, Le- Big Les to put his mic, uh, his phone on mute. Uh, Big Les. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, just give us some insight of, of, about the changes that are going, the, the more changes that are going to be made going forward now that you are sitting in a seat. Right, right, right. And I'm glad you mentioned that because as a black man, we talked about for the show where you are conservative or the or, or, or Democrat or independent. You're a black man for you anything. Yeah. And I'm a conservative all the way, 100. Uh, percent But my views are. But I'm bipartisan. I work with anybody. My views, like, you know, are, and I'm an Army combat veteran. But at the end of the day, we got to do some more with this police brutality and these hate crimes. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you. I tell a lot of my comrades, I'm very disappointed how the president is handling this. You know, he's not, he's not to me, he's not being um, sensitive or he's kind of being nonchalant about the feelings of African Americans. Mm. You know, mm. this is your time right here to heal the nation. We don't, we don't, we're not asking you to be relatable. We're just asking you to understand or try to understand or at least try to be symptomatic of, of, of what we're going through, you know, but right. we can't expect it to happen, you know, what they're going through, but at least heal the nation or whatnot. And as an Army combat veteran, you know, coming back from all this, you know, I don't expect racism to stop because serve my country because we all know racism is the DNA of America. Mm. Mm. So we all know, uh, especially me being in the South in a Confederate state, you know, it was known as the first state one time in a penal state, uh, which means it was often, it, it was known for having the most jails in the country. Wow. Okay. It was a state to where they would put you in jail. You know, they have one of the federal prisons where Al Capone, Bernie Madoff, you name them, came through here first before they went to any other prison. But um, our goal is right now, my goal is to help pass the hate crime bill. Hopefully tomorrow the hate crime bill will be ratified so we get that behind us because yeah. Georgia's one of the four or five states in the country that don't have one. And I don't even understand that. It's the home of the civil rights movement. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, we've got absolutely. so many greats. Andrew Young, Abernathy. You know, I don't, I don't want nigga, I don't want to miss nobody. Right. Uh, you know, but so many we know came from here. So why is it that? And, and plus, Atlanta is the black mecca. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. So you would think that it would have one, but, you know, African-Americans only make up 30-some percent of mm. the population in the state. Right. And majority right. live in Atlanta. So with things going on, knowing that, but I know people don't want to talk about it. Especially conservatives, but I ain't your average conservative. I'm going to speak about it. Voter suppression. Yeah. As you all may see on the news, even the primary election, you know, not all the votes are being counted in because we have voting machine errors and problems. Now, I take that very seriously because we all know as African Americans, that's the voice that we have as a weapon to fight against systematic racism. Yeah. 
Oh. This is what we have. So what happens is when you discourage, we, 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 we have a process that's not seems reliable or trustworthy mm-hmm. that discourage a lot of people who don't want to vote. You know, I don't believe nobody should wait in the line for five hours in the hot sun mm. to cast their votes. Some people got turned to some people walked away because health conditions. And we already got coronavirus, so people don't want to be outside too long. Right. But we got to do better with those issues, as a matter of fact. And um, yes, uh, hate crime bills, police brutality—it's something that we all have to play a part in. And, and you know, we've been talking about this for a while. You sure, know, sure. Now the NFL did call the cabinet. It's a sports show. Called Kevin took a knee about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, now they will give apologies, but in a way, is that really going to help the situation? Yeah. Uh, since since you did transition a little bit to sports, there we we'll get back to your uh, goals uh, in off while you're in office. Uh, we'll come back to that, mm-hmm. and I know some of the, some of the guys online are probably gonna have some questions right. for you. But um, uh, I just want to transition over to Drew Brees now that he's mm-hmm. said you know that he's been in the news uh, about what he said and how he took the stand uh, or took a a stance against kneeling. Uh, but then it came, you know, it, they came down pretty hard on him. The public, anyway, mm-hmm. came down pretty right. hard, and of course his teammates and and colleagues in in the uh, NFL. And then he kind of changed his position. Now, right. everybody to get pressured. I mean, you're going you're going to at least come out and apologize at the least. Right. But to me, I think Drew Brees went a step further than just apologized, and and he did his research. He talked to his fellow teammates. He talked to people in the community uh, to get a better understanding. Now we may ask ourselves, why didn't you already have that understanding, brother? You in New Orleans, okay? So you you must not be hanging around very many black people outside of your teammates. Uh, right. So, but I believe, uh, and then he clapped back on Donald Trump when Donald Trump uh, said he shouldn't have apologized, and and he he went through a detailed explanation on why he. Uh, uh, changed his uh, stance and let me get everybody else to put their phone on mute because I can hear your background let me just get you to mute your phone while while you're not talking please uh, but he took a stance uh, against Donald Trump and decided to uh, you know clap back on him and so he, I, it changed my light on what he said it changed what changed me uh, my opinion of him uh, when he done that so I just want to get your thoughts your opinion on Drew Brees and that whole scenario right there. Okay. Everybody's entitled, entitled to their opinion. Sure. But like you said, when you don't do your research, mm-hmm. you know, you can say what you want in the media, but it's how, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. But when you just come to your research, that's when you now jumped into a lake full of sharks, in other words. <laughs> and that's when you make a dumb assumption whatsoever. Yeah. The cabinet did not say it was about the American flag or whatnot. Now, I'm a veteran, and I did the very, very proudly and very seriously. But when you see why he did it as a protest, a part of me felt, okay, they're doing the flag, but at the same time, I see why you're doing it because it's very necessary. So you got to do your research before you make statements. And he's a professional athlete. He should have known that, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or whatnot. Yeah, you, like you said, he got pressure. He had to say something. <laughs> right. <laughs> your agent <laughs> called you. Your parents get you sideways. 
hey, they might not block for you. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> your, your jersey not selling real. like it was. Your publicist are like, your jersey's right. not selling. You got to do something. Right. Yeah. Now, I know some veterans who disagree with it. Then, But I know some, as an African-American man, we know why he did it. Mm-hmm, okay. Sure. Uh, some might say, we don't know that man. Some people say, his intention to get money or he's mad at the NFL or whatever. That ain't the case. If that man say for police brutality, let's take it at that. Okay. Right. Right. But with that being said, he clapped back at Donald Trump. Now, this is my thing about that whatsoever. Would you have clapped back at Donald Trump? If nobody wouldn't pressure you to mm. apologize about what you said, mm. That's okay, did you just do that? <laughs> okay, look, guys, I'm with you now, guys. I can't forget the president. What more do you want me to do? Right. Now, I was a German. I don't know that man thing, but it just uh, created. Donald Trump said he shouldn't apologize. Well, Trump, that's your, uh, your opinion. Right. While you worry about what Drew Brees said, you need to handle the situation with police brutality and for once condone racism. Not one time have I, have I heard that man condone white supremacy. Yeah. Like in Charlottesville, when a girl got hit by the car, oh, they all bad people doing bad things. Man, every time it's something racially happened, it's an excuse. Oh, they all bad people. Right. No, call it what it is. I mean, you criticize. I, I don't really get into federal politics or whatsoever, but I'm going to say this. It has to be said. You criticize uh, President Barack Obama when he when you claim he did not want to call Islamic terrorists terrorists. Well, same thing you're doing. You're not calling what it is. Exactly. You're not calling those people that like you, you call that Antifa as being a, a, a domestic terrorist group. Terrorist, yeah. But why don't you call it racism? Right. It's the White same supremacy, thing. Yeah. So. And that's exactly what it is, white supremacy. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. So at that time, just like here in Georgia, when a jogger got shot, we need more evidence. Evidence of what? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's right there on camera. Now, this situation, well, now I got some people saying, well, not saying Trump. He probably think it too. I don't know. You got some people saying, well, it could be coronavirus. What do coronavirus guys do with you being on man's neck for eight eight <laughs> minutes and 46 seconds? A coronavirus? Oh, my gosh. Uh, coronavirus. He could have had corona. Then what got on my nerves was, hey, you got this other black Republican who got the same last name as mine, no relation at all, <laughs> people. Being Kenneth Owens are not related. Mm. Same last name, but no relation. When she says criminal record, I don't care what that man has done. He didn't deserve to die like that. Mm, but that's the story with Drew Brees. With Drew Brees, it's a simple fact is we accept your apology. Next time, do your research or whatsoever. I mean, don't be so quick saying, well, I'm not going to need because of the flag. You can respect the flag, but we understand that that's not your real protest. You should have said it that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But sometimes... My mama always say, people sometimes listen to, listen to what people say. Mm-hmm. They're saying their truth, feel how they feel. Now, you don't want to need a flag, that's okay. But, you know, don't take, don't take away from the narrative. And they got a habit of doing that. Uh, all take the it away from the narrative. All the time, yep. Like, black lives matter. All lives matter. No, we know that, but black lives matter. Right now. Don't yep. take away from the narrative of the situation. Because right now, we don't see black men getting killed by police. Yep. 
That's what we see right now. Even Atlanta the other day, but that man got shot in the back. Yeah. You know, I mean, this, I mean that situation, you could defuse that from this de escalated differently. He had to shoot the man in the back two times. Right. Especially so the man was intoxicated. He was intoxicated and he was scared. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I and we talked about this. Uh, me and my family, and we were we were talking about the situation, and we we actually all was not necessarily on the side of the police officer because you don't want to see anyone get shot, especially in this environment. Uh, right. Black man getting shot by a white police officer. Um, but we felt that, and you know, this is something that I've always encouraged my brothers and sisters to do all the time is to comply to your highest ability to comply. Uh, you, you know, humble yourself so you can have your day in court and not be dead. Um, and, and, and I think this was one of those situations. It's not probably not a popular side to take right now, but right. You, he was scared. He was, uh, he was drunk. He was scared. And um, right. with everything going on, you know, I think I'm sure it was like a bang bang thing that just just escalated way out of control, and 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 maybe in this instance, the officer should not have fired his weapon. Just let the man run off, or, right. or, or with the taser or whatever. Just let him run off and go. He was, he just, was drunk. He, was, he, he didn't get too yeah, far. He didn't kill nobody. <laughs> he was a big boy. He will get exactly. Yeah, he wasn't going. He exactly. didn't kill nobody. He didn't. And I understand in those situations, things happened in a in a in an instant. And you react instead of having the opportunity to think about what you want to do. So, um, I, I, but but at the same time, I don't think this is riot worthy. Yeah, a, a brother, another no, brother has been killed, but this is not riot worthy. Let's just keep protesting and and, and hope things get better. But for it, for Atlanta to be tearing up the streets and stuff um, over this instance, right. over this situation, I, I think it's, it's it's not a good look for the movement. You know, now we just look like right. we're up in arms about any anything, you know, and we should be an up in arms and, and people should overreact to a lot of things. But I just believe that you know we gotta we gotta pick our battles. Not, I don't even want to say pick our battles. I just want to say stay focused on the on the goal, you know. And right. and rioting is is it's it's it happens and it's going to happen every time we protest. We want our voices to be heard. Uh, there's going to be riots. There's going to be looting. But at some point, we got to get past doing that, you know. And exactly. And what is yeah. what is what and is you know the call what, to action being? now? Yeah. You being in oh, office, ahead. I was going to I was going to say, what is the call to action now with your with the leadership role that you have right now? What is the call to action, and what would you tell uh, rioters and looters at, at this juncture? At the end of the day, you got to be angry. I'm angry. We're sure. all angry. Don't let your emotions affect your community or where you're going to shop at tomorrow or where you're going to work at tomorrow. We just got a COVID-19 where a lot of us was affected financially. People going back to work now. Now you burn down the Wendy's or you burn down any stores or vandalism. Black-owned businesses, where are you going to shop at tomorrow? And that's how a lot of people don't look like us feel. But they're not in my neighborhood. And a lot of communities that they burn down are already food deserts. You know, so you burn down your stores and your restaurants, where are you going to shop at and work at tomorrow? We should be angry 
But with my leadership role in my position politically, we got to understand this. This is a systematic war we fighting. Yeah. You know, we got to fight from within side. We got to pass legislation to hold police accountability responsible. Now, this is where bipartisanship works at. Where you're Democrat, Republican, we got to pass a bill to fully prosecute or punish police officers that hide behind that blue wall or that badge. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. We it should it, it, we got to do something about that. Because yep. at the end of the day, we just ride in all across the country and we march in protest, and this still is happening. Yeah. So yeah. we have got to do something. And two, we got we got to um increase police training. Okay, I put it like this. If you feel uncomfortable being in a place to where you're not used to being, maybe you shouldn't be there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. I Absolutely. grew up and I grew up, I've been in Baltimore, you know, I, I'm not used to being in, I don't know, backcountry roads where there's moonshine, stuff like that. So that could be foreign to me. Yeah, I'm going to have my uh, ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to police, when you are uphold the law and you're carrying a weapon, we need to do some more cultural training. Mm-hmm. Okay? Absolutely. Stop racially profiling. Quit thinking because you see a big black man or whatsoever, 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 that right? he's a threat to you. Right? Every black man got a gun, but you have to shoot. No, you do not to shoot. You know, I, it, it was crazy because I had a friend of mine he was coming back from work, and he had something to get some gas. And unfortunately, the exit was in a very high drug-related uh, uh, drug neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He was getting gas at the Texaco. Cop put him up saying, hey, sir, what you doing out here? One o'clock in the morning. He said, I just left third shift, and I'm getting some gas to go my way home. They searched him and did everything. Mm-hmm. Now, why are you searching that man for? Because he had a gas station getting gas on his way home from work. That means you profile because you automatically assume, assume right, that yeah. this man is out there selling drugs like me. Nobody you seen got locks in their hair <laughs> running for office. <laughs> so if I'm not wearing my suit and I and here in Georgia we got QT stations, yeah. and I go stop and get me some gas at QT station. I'm wearing my regular my Jordans or a Michael Vick jersey, and you see me walking, you would not think that I am state representative candidate Hubert Owen. Right. You see a black man with locks. Okay, what what he doing at one o'clock in the morning when I'm getting gas to go home? Okay, everybody out there is not so some police not saying all of them, but there are some right. that are not used to being around people that look like me or you. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, they, they, okay. bias. Well, go ahead. No, I was just I was just gonna say try to open it up for the guys on the on the line and let everybody know that they are listening to off topic sports. <laughs> it's uh it's a little different show You're today. <laughs> we're way we're a little off topic today. Uh also uh but uh if you want to call in and, and just uh, have a discussion uh with uh, uh Owens Hubert Owens, uh seven oh four four eight nine three three one six. Uh there's some people on the line and I wanna just open it up. Uh starting with J T. Uh if you got some questions, uh Mr. Owens. J T, you there? All right, well, let's open up to whoever had a question. Just chime in whenever y'all want to 
uh, chime in and, and, and ask any questions. Uh, again, 704-489-3316. You are listening to Off Topic Sports. Um, your boy, Big Woo. We got Mr. Hubert Owens in the building. Uh, we did have JT in the building. I know we got a Donis Donnie Martin. Donnie, you got a, a top 10 for us later on? <laughs> no, man. Epic fail once again. Uh, <laughs> this thing got to be right when it gets done. It ain't right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But uh, if y'all want to chime in and, and talk to Mr. Owens, got any questions, uh, he is uh, in office. He was uh, newly elected to what was the state senate in Georgia, right? Uh, state House oh, District 93. Yeah. State House District. Yep. Uh, I, I, if, if if nobody's got a question, I do have a, a question for you real quick. Do, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Donnie. I was going to ask, um, I'm not exactly sure what district that covers in the Georgia area. Are you involved right. in the metro? Uh, I know it's part of the Cal, La Thonia area, in Grinnett County. It's uh, Centerville, Loganville, and Snellville area. Okay, Cal you have area. to partner because I came into the conversation late, but I am very familiar with those areas in Atlanta, I mean, in Georgia. And so, yeah, therefore, you are in the Atlanta metro region. And I just came in at the tail end of the conversation where you were discussing, um, um, you know, police training and all of those things like that. And in light of what happened last night, which I'm quite sure, or uh, night before last, with the brother, excuse me, pardon me, last night, with the man being um, shot at the Wendy's after being asleep and, and drunk driving and whatever the case may be. Um, what are your thoughts and what can you do to change the training? Because my thoughts on that are, I think police should be required, if not a full four-year degree, at least a two-year associate's degree. And during that time, psychology classes need to be, community relations need to be taken. Um, right. Sociology needs to be taken. Um, history needs to be taken. And all of mm-hmm. those things, uh, as well as current events, should be prerequisites and requirements for the police officers, as well as all the training that they receive now. And, right. and I've noticed some departments are underfunding the police department, which I don't think that's the thing we need to do. I think, if anything, no. throw more money at them. Give them guys more money and more incentive and get them back in the, on a beat and walk in the neighborhood and learning the people in their community and, and not looking at everybody as an enemy because the police department is funded well. So I guess after saying all of that, my question to you is, are there any plans that you plan to submit to any boards or any um or, or that that would make changes such as that to the overall um way that we deal with police officers? Oh, most definitely. That's a very good question. Oh yeah, most definitely. That's a very good question. Like I said, I plan on doing legislation that uh, we got like police um training in police academies here at community college or the statewide state trooper school that they go to training for. Um. Like you said, we need more cultural training and police training. Most definitely, we need that mental evaluation training, okay? Mm-hmm. I remember when I got out the Army, and this is a true story right here for politics. When I got out the Army, I was infantry, ranger, airborne, and I applied to be a police officer actually in North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina, be a state trooper. Once they figured out I'd been to war, they want to give me every test there was. Make sure I didn't have PTSD and was I able to carry a gun. I wouldn't spaz out or whatnot. Okay, then. That's justifiable. I understand that. Mm-hmm. I've been through some traumatic experiences against the Taliban. I understand that. So let's say that if I wasn't, 
would you still give that guy a mentally test? Because guess uh-huh. what? There's probably some kind of depression he might have in his family. Mm. This guy could be a recovering alcoholic. This guy right here might be, you never know, have some prejudice towards people. Right. That, right. That, that, right. him Exactly. And we got, like I said earlier, uh, you said you shot me and you said you came in late, tail end of it. Yeah. Like I said, we a lot of people had never been around people like us. You might came from the backwoods or somewhere or South Georgia. You may never been inside the inner city of Bankhead, Decatur, or um or Stone Mountain or whatever, a lot of black people. So in your mind you automatically think that there is a threat. So I wanna write legislation, like you said, defunding. That's a very good situation you brought up because I don't know what that means by defunding uh, police. If anything, we need to put more money into the system so they can't get yeah. this training. Like, say, for yeah. example, it's only uh, 84 credit hours of accumulation. You know, it need to be 200. Yep. And then, two, you need to do more ride-alongs and field training and black yeah. communities to let you know that just because it's a low-income area, it's not everybody there is not a thug. Mm-hmm. It, okay. it, and that's what I believe, yes. I was going to say it would also oh. help to not have uh, people, uh, uh, officers, even though they've been on the job for a long time, but have several infractions against them and right. have them train the new people. They can start there. That's it. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. And then again, yeah. maybe have the black officer train the white officer. Say, hey, white officer. Everybody look like me ain't going to beat you up or shoot you, okay? Yeah, Every exactly. black man outside at 1 o'clock in the morning walking to the um to the gas station to get a beer ain't going to rob the place. Right. Mm-hmm. right. You Absolutely. know, maybe maybe we have more cross-training. Maybe maybe we need to put black veteran cops with white rookie cops or training cops no. and, 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 and to know that, hey, my people ain't like this. Not everybody's like this. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we, we're up against the break. Let me get uh, let me get on. Uh, let me get this break here, and then we'll come back. We're gonna talk more. If y'all got questions uh, for Hubert Owens, who was just nominated uh, to the the House Senate of Georgia. I uh, hope I'm saying that right. The Senate House of Georgia. <laughs> district, yeah, Senate House District of Georgia. <laughs> just recently, so we just kind of picking his brain about uh, the the movement that he's gonna make, the changes that he's gonna make, or try to make. Uh, coming in and, and having a seat at the table with everybody else. So keep it locked right here. You are listening to Off Topic Sports. We're just a little off topic today. Uh, so keep it locked, man. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, yo, I'm the Shining Star of New Girl Productions. And every single Friday, you can catch me at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, hanging out with JT and Big Woo. We are Big Woo and the crew on Big Woo Radio, where every Friday, we let it flow with Flowetic Fridays. And we also hit you with some black in effect because black history is every day all day and if you didn't know now you know and for all things Nima Girl Productions go to my social media pages on the Nima Shining Star L you can get information on the upcoming book Peace Queen Can You Hear Me and check out the book Peace King Can You Hear Me that came straight out of the holiday Love Thy Brother Day which is June 8th and that is coming up so for all things Nima Girl Productions, check out social media, Nima Shining Star L. And if you're not checking out Big Woo and the crew on Sundays at 6 p.m. on Off Topics, 
You better be checking out my Facebook Live with Thoughts Provoked. That's right, Thoughts Provoked. Every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where every topic is a hot topic. So, there you have it. I'm Nina Shining Star L for Nima Girl Productions, hanging out with Big Woo and the crew on Big Woo Radio. You know how we do. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. The New Mount Olivet AME Zion Church, located at 527 Dave Lab Boulevard in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Presiding pastor is Dr. Carlton Brown. 9 a.m. Sunday school with morning worship service starting at 10.05 a.m. Eastern. Thank you, and please join us soon. Listen to Big Woo Radio. Y'all hear what I say? I want y'all to listen to Big Woo Radio. This is Big Woo Radio, a station for the people, by the people, serving Rock Hill, South Carolina, and surrounding areas, Charlotte, North Carolina, and surrounding areas, serving worldwide at BigWooRadio.com. Thank you so much for listening. Let me clear my throat. I am the legendary DJ Boo, and I don't care what nobody say. Woo Radio is the best radio station. You're listening to Big Woo Radio. Radio. Welcome back to the program, 704-489-3316 if you want to get in. That's the number. We are uh, off-topic sports. We're just a little off-topic with our uh, homie um, Hubert Owens. He's in the building, uh, just uh, freshly nominated to the Senate House District in Georgia. And uh, it was a pleasure to have him on. We got uh, Donnie, he's here. Uh, Big Les was here. Uh, I think Pastor Fight is here, and I want to get I want to get Pastor Fight on because he has a, um, a question. I'm still here, Wu. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Les, we'll, we'll let you get in. Um, I'm no Pastor Fight. Sim- okay, JT is here. Uh, roll call. Hey, hey. All right, uh, <laughs> Pastor, Pastor Fight, you still here? Yeah, I'm here, Wu. Okay. All right, so uh, Pastor Fire, I see you had a, a question on our chat chat line. Go ahead with it. Well, I had a couple of questions as I was listening. Yep. <laughs> it was just coming. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, my question online was basically, you know, I see what we're doing, but do we do we have a real plan? Uh, you know, Black right. Lives Matter started uh, years ago, and really, only thing that we've been fighting for is just officers to be tried, you know, and we've seen how that worked. It hasn't changed the system any. Um, uh, so really, what is our plan uh, to find that we continue to implement some strategies for the police force to be able to adequately do their job, but also see human beings as everybody as equal? And I know that's going to be hard to do, uh, being that systematically many of the officers that feel the way they feel, they grow up in that kind of environment. So so trying to change them as they become police is a little difficult. My my main question though I have for the representative 
of uh, Representative Owens is when we talk about defunding the police, do you feel as though the police got too much on their plate to do? Uh, when they show up to a scene, whether it's a domestic violence issue or whether it's a, a call for a criminal intent, um, everything that they they get called for, they show up with the answer is a gun. Sometimes right. the answer is not <laughs> what's on their side, uh, but right. the answer is what's in their head. And and my thing is, are we asking the police officers to respond to too much that they're just not equipped to be able to do? And, you know, that's a very good question. Um, and and we, back to your first statement, you're absolutely right. Um, right now, the police are being tried, but are they being prosecuted? You know, justice is not just being arrested. Are you being prosecuted? And, and if you are being charged, we don't want to see if you murder a man openly and it's murder, we don't want no third degree charges because in some places, I know here in Georgia, if you slap a woman, that's a felony. If you get in on, if you get in an argument in front of a child, that child cruelty, that is a felony. But it's okay for you to kill an unarmed black man or a citizen and only get a misdemeanor third charge and you out in a year. That's not right. So to me, that's kind of backwards. But um, I don't want to see no arrest. I don't want to see arrest, but I want to see some prosecution. And the prosecutions must also fit the punishment of murder. The same way you get that third game banger, uh, uh, murder, first degree, what not the highest, get to the officer mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Now, to the other question, far as your second question, I think a lot of cops go by their training and or their mind get into an authoritative figure to where they get to these domestic violent calls or, or, or whatever. I think they think too much like police instead of humans. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you hear when you hear about okay, it's a domestic servant call, they automatically run to the house with, with their guns on their hands. Domestic violence or whatnot, not trying to downplay because it's a very serious issue. But it could be an argument. It could be whatsoever. They don't mean that we hear the word domestic disturbance. They don't get their their gun on their hands. Now I do understand that they said police officers or kill more in line of duty during domestic uh, violence. But when you get there and you see that the altercation had de-escalated, why, why is your hand still on the gun? If you just mm -hmm. see, okay, they're just arguing, nobody is doing whatsoever, you get in there, okay, in my mind, okay, we got here, things are not as bad as we thought, just calm down, because that's our thought. And that's where police training come in at, I think we need to do a training of human being training. Because <laughs> we're all human beings before we anything. I'm a human being before I'm a representative. They're human beings before they're cops. So I think they drill and be pumping. And to be honest with you, a lot of these cops, this is probably their first time in a situation like that. Mm. Or in their mind, they probably dealing with some situations already at home where they stressed out. They may got a fight with their wife, their baby moms, or their side chick, and they bring it to the job with them. <laughs> First call, they get domestic services, and, you know, but you write about that situation, and what do we do now? Do we just want to arrest the prosecutions? And how do we – I got an idea. We need to do more stress training with police. I believe that police don't do enough uh, – uh, uh, 
training on stress. You know, they already got a stressful job. And I know being a police officer is a dangerous job. Not John trying to play their job. Mm-hmm. They're on the front lines with COVID-19 now. And now people don't like cops, but at the same time, I, in the military, we said no, we did no such thing as negligence. Mm-hmm. You know, before you fire your M16, your M16, make sure you fire the person with the gun firing back at you and not someone who think has a gun. So with these situations going on, but it is ironic that a lot of these cops are shooting black males. And that's the argument we're not, and that's the argument people are missing the narrative. A lot of these cops, ironically, that most of the cops under stress are the ones shooting black people. <laughs> that's the question. Yeah. You're not shooting, I'm not saying that you're not shooting white people. You're not shooting, you know, a lot of Puerto Ricans or Mexicans or whatever. You're shooting brown people. So you trying to tell me that every brown person make you stress when you want to hold a gun? Because I, I tell you what, I've seen some cases where it been some white man fighting them cops and still got away with it. They didn't shoot oh, him. Oh, yeah. They didn't shoot him. Uh, just like, the, uh, him. I mean, just like the, the white yeah. dude that shot the, 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 the uh, people in the church. Um, they, took right. him, they took him to get something to eat. They they do. And took him to Bur- McDonald's. That's, yep. that's crazy. They, they got something to eat. It's crazy. Got something to eat or whatnot. And to me, there's like a while back here in Georgia in Decatur, right in my district, the Cab County, my district right here, white guy came in with AK 47. The teacher had to talk him out of it. He walked mm-hmm. out safely. But a man drunk in his car, sleeping, ran mm-hmm. away. Trying to get him ran away. You tell him to bat two times. That's crazy. 704-489-3316. You are listening to Off Topic Sports, but we're a little off topic right now with uh, Hubert Owens. Uh, we got Big Les in the building. Big Les, come on in. You got a question, man? Uh, nah, I mean, I, I really don't have a question. Just maybe okay. more pinpoint thing that was talked about. I know sure. um, something that was said that that – these cops need better training or like human being training, but you got to remember white people never looked at us as human beings. So it, it, that's going to be hard to do when that's never been a, been an issue because they don't see us as human beings. When they look at another white guy and he's acting a fool and they got, he got his gun jumping around and they don't, they don't see like that. He's a threat. But let a black man with no weapon come in and he's just talking mess, like get your hands right. off of me or whatever, and they shoot us. So I don't know what kind of training, and maybe human being training is what we need, but I think we got to, white America has to see us, has to see value in us, hmm. you know, outside of entertainment, outside of sports. Because if you think about it, at least when I was in college, as long as I was on the basketball team and basketball season was going on when I attended a white university before I went to HBCU, I was, I was that black guy playing basketball. Right. But when basketball season was over and something jumped off, I became that Negro right. or nigga on campus. Right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, you know, I don't, I don't, they have to see us as value. And I was talking to James today, and then I know some people say, well, we got to see ourselves as value. Well, sometimes... We may have to get rid of the enemy to understand the value that we have within ourselves because the enemy is the one keeping us 
from seeing how valuable we really are. So that's but see in the response to what Big Les was saying, I think that's where the training comes in. And and to go along with uh, what Mr. Owens was saying, A, you give them the training, you know, you send the police officers to school and before you get like pay them. If that's the case, you know, that's why we need to extend the budget. Pay them for their right. two years of school. In the meantime, they do ride a long training, you know, to get some active in the field time. But at the end of it all, the psychological evaluation that he said is required for military needs to be implemented at that point. Because yeah. if you can't pass that, then all of that, we, we're not putting you on the field. Because to your point, there are a lot of white people that don't see our value. And that is the problem. We can't change those. But what we can do is not allow those to be the ones to lease in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And therefore, that's where the training and the cycle evaluation comes in. So there are white people that care about us, and there are ourselves that care about us. Those are the ones that we need police in the street. So if you do that trade and give them two years of, of college, in the meantime, ride along only, like don't even give him a weapon as he's riding right. along for this two years. Pay that man, you know, because everybody needs to earn money. Pay that man while that's going on, and at the end of that, give him a psycho evaluation. And then if that man is okay, then we let him patrol our street. Right. And by then, he already has a relationship with people in the neighborhood. He knows the community well. He knows who, the neighborhood in which he's policing, as well as you can assume he's been properly trained and educated to how to do his job. So I think that's the best solution long term. And if somehow we could get some legislation on that, I think that would be our, one of our best moves moving right. forward. And yeah. even on the back end of that, we need the accountability that Mr. Owens was talking about. One thing um, to, to arrest the man, but the good old boy network has to prosecute their own because we all know that the gangs and the judicial system, is, I mean, the, uh, the cops and the judicial system is one of the biggest gangs in the world. And they definitely have a no snitching code and a don't turn in your own code. So we have to break that wall and that system down and, and, and see some results to therefore deter the police officers. Can we get everybody to put their phone on mute? This is that's just so annoying. Can we get uh, everybody to put their phone on mute? It's just too much going on in the background while Donnie talking. Yeah, Go ahead, Donnie. That was, I'm done now, though, but I don't know who that is. <laughs> but, I mean, Mr. Owens, let me ask this question. Um, what, sure. What... what why do you think that what Donnie was just saying uh, and how things would be better? How, why why do you think that that's not already going on? I mean, where did they drop the ball to? I mean, if it's something that we as just regular citizens can figure out and and change the system, right? Is it money? Is it what is it that that causes the 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 failures of our police system? Well, I'll be honest with you, and it's going to go back to the political system right here, where a lot of legislation mm-hmm. is all about voting. And right now, we are seeing more division in our legislation and our police department. Right now, there's an election going on. Right now, people are not seeing candidates by their message, but whether or not they got a D or R or I by their name. Okay. So right now it's election season. I know here in Georgia, we people are running for sheriff. Listen to that sheriff's message on how he wants to improve his department. Listen to that prosecutor, that judge, on how he wants to prosecute police or having ideas how he wants to prosecute police or whatnot. Listen to that representative on how he wants to pass legislation and bills. 
because everything goes down here. I know right now there's a saying that most African Americans only vote for presidential. And the news break used to people that didn't understand that have very little to do with your life in mm. so many ways. You got to vote locally. That has more, that have more strength in life than anything. Your representatives fund the school and pass legislation for the state to prosecute things like this for the city, state charges. Your judges, just get the judges out that don't want to prosecute police to the full, you know, extent of the law. Right. Just put in prosecutors and DAs. Just vote for the city councilmen. Just vote for the sheriffs who wants to hold bad cops accountable. So all this goes down to um, voting. Yeah. And as somebody say, Hubert Owens, you say real good things, but you got an R by your name. Yeah, but your representative ain't did anything in 10 years. Matter of fact, who is your representative? They get quiet. <laughs> I say exactly. Right. That's my whole point. We had got to look at the method. Everybody teaches on Biden and Trump. But right now, this is a mayor issue. This is a DA issue, a judge issue, a state issue right now because the judges were city cops. So how is the city district attorney, how are the judges and the mayors going to handle this? Yeah. Then, two, are there laws being passed by legislation, like myself? You, Mr. Owens, did you sign to approve that hate crime bill? Because Georgia doesn't have one, okay? You could pay about Trump right now because the divide. But at the end of the day, you got to go down your voting polls, uh, your your voting ballot, and vote for the person with the right message. Most definitely, I tell everybody right now, I'm bipartisan. I will work with that Democrat right there, or vote for that Democrat if his views are like mine to protect my black people's community before yeah. Republican will. And I'm 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 you the know. same way. I'm I can work. I can um I'll vote for whoever fits the bill. And 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 going back to your hey, point, uh, and and going back to your point about um the message from the people that you want to elect or you're deciding to elect, but you also got to go on their record uh, because right. sometimes they'll say what they what they think you want to hear or what the majority of people want to hear, and then hey, they'll get in and do the and do the opposite thing. I uh, know some right now propose bills. But we get in that chamber to vote on them, they renege on it because mm-hmm. they was pressured. Yeah, yeah. So they were pressured by their, their colleagues and their party members. They were pressured. Right now, we need some people who are going to stand up and be upright, regardless of whether or not the party going to re-elect you or the system going to re-elect you. Right now, we need African-Americans who are in office to start speaking up. Yeah. You are, I mean, like, yeah. for example— God gave me this ability right now. Like I said, I am a black man before I'm any party member. I'm a black man for anything. So when I see my African-American man and women like Breonna Taylor, Sandra Bland, being mistreated in injustice, because guess what? My daughters are just like Breonna Taylor. Mm. George Floyd are just like me or my, or, or my uncle. You know, they look just like each other. I mean, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying. Those people are just like us. It can't be anybody. It gave yeah. to my nephew. Absolutely. If I Absolutely. wasn't Hubert Owens, I'm driving down in my car with my locks. Guess what? It's gonna happen to me. Mm-hmm. So we got to we we got to holding our elected officials and everybody who's in, who protect us accountable. Because guess what? That's our taxpayers' money. We vote them in, vote them out. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. whoa, I got a question. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, JT. Yeah, um, uh, Mr. Owens, I want you to talk a little bit. I've seen a post where you talked about mass and mass incarceration. Can you talk a little bit about that post and give us the insight on how you see that? And also drop a little, you know, some facts on that as well. I really talked about, okay. And this is one of the big things. That now we're hearing a lot of white folks during the presidential election talk about mass incarceration and criminal justice reform, okay. We, there's a lot of men I know personally and women, or we know somebody that is incarcerated five or ten years for a situation. Like, I'll give you a good example. I'll give you an example. I got a friend of mine who's in jail for six years because he owed $2,500 in child support. I knew a man right there who, who pretty much raped, I don't know him, but I know of his situation that raped him apparently as well, that raped a girl. He only got a year in prison. And we get out, he goes, just, you know, go in and um, just register as a sex offender. You know, I see guys who have domestic violence cases, not saying it's right, go in and get 10 years, first offense, because he pushed his girlfriend. But, you know, you want to charge cops that kill people with giving 30 degree murder sentences. Mass incarceration, majority of people there are probably in jail longer than, than they should. Like, for example, cash bails. A lot of them are in jails now because they can't afford 5000 or $4,000 in cash, you know, and so now they're stuck in there until their trial date. Okay, then I know there was some, I ain't going to say it out loud or whatnot, there were some lawmakers here in Georgia who were patent cases using, using the judicial powers to push back cases while there was in sessions. So with mass incarcerations, we all know prison system is a, it's a money maker. People also invest in prison. You know, um, at the NWCP, I was talking about how a lot of record labels invest in prison systems. You know, the music encourage violence or whatnot. Okay, but that being said is, when somebody's in jail, I know here in Georgia, it's $300 a day that they sit in jail. A day. And this man probably just had a ticket, probation violation. Okay, you go back to jail for two years because you got a ticket. You had to run with police. You got a ticket. Okay. Mass incarcerations, in my, in, 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 in my eyes, I see it as capitalism offer individuals that are in prison that should have been out. or should. I mean, prison is not the only way to punish somebody. What about probation? What about uh, boot camps? What about, you know, there's, there's, there's some other needs we could do besides putting people in prison. And it also affects more people of color as well. Like, like if you, I know some judges gave somebody a $5,000 cash bond. First offense, he, the guy, uh, he was driving, he had some weed on him. Cash bond in Clayton County, cash bond, $5,000. For a rolled up joint. The guy said, I don't have $5,000. Hey, well, I guess you ain't jail to your court date. Don't know when that's going to be. So with massacre going on, you know, it's like to me, the punishment usually don't fix the crime. If, if I'm making sense, pretty much. I know in Georgia, I discussed it, but it was a penal state to where the history of Georgia is 
this place was not meant to be inhabited when it was founded by the colonies. It was a place where you go and get processed, go to jail, or you wait, and they transfer you to different parts of the country. You know, like Al Capone, Atlanta prison not too far from my house, federal prison. That's where everybody go to get processed. And you got a lot of guys in there. In Georgia, when I did my research, and as a, as a paralegal, we got more jail. We got more counties than any state, but we got also more jails. Every county you see, like, we got a lot of waffle houses in Atlanta. <laughs> we also got a lot of jails, too. And I asked, why is that? This is a penal state. So mass incarceration is a monopoly. People also, I didn't know that a lot of people invest in jails. They invest in it. And it's supposed to be a second chance state, but no second chances. So when you get somebody excessive bail or a sexual time in jail, it's because it's $300 a day per day on that inmate that's going through the state system. So that guy right now is in jail five years because he owed $2,500 in bad child support. That's crazy. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's how Georgia is, and that's why I said we need to change the laws in Georgia. I don't understand what it is where a lot of our lawmakers, the guys, do you see this? I mean, you put a guy in jail for $2,500 for five years? I mean, should we not adapt some kind of program to help out men who can't pay child support? Now, I know they got, there are some deadbeats out there, but every man out there who got a child is not a deadbeat. Like, we just had a coronavirus. People got laid off of work. They say that man, this guy. Now say that guy who did not have a record. Now he does got a record. Now how 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 you gonna get out and find a job? It's a revolving door. And mass incarceration. If you say, well, white folks in jail too. Yeah, but not at rapid numbers of minority people. Now I mean, I know I know you got some. It affects white folks too, but we all know that we don't have the same luck as they do because most of the jails filled up. Or showed up with people who are just like us. So mm. I made that post because that's something that's not really talked about in criminal justice reform is laws that we could do to get people out of jail. Like I know they say President Trump now got a lot of um, African American people out of jail or whatnot. Okay, then the president did that. Why not our governors? Why can't he pardon people? Why can't we, before that man's on death row, we do the investigation thoroughly to make sure that's an innocent man that you're putting away? To death, that is. I can answer that question yeah. for you. The same, reason, <laughs> the same reason why Nancy Klobuchar has people in her home state in jail who has proven because individuals have admitted to committing those crimes, they won't let those individuals out. Why? Because it's to the benefit of them and the system. And they don't want to go back and say that they made a mistake, especially when right. it comes to individuals that look like us. So exactly. everything you're saying is uh, is definitely right. And you know, and, and and being someone being someone who's on the conservative side of the track, um, you know, I find it extremely disappointing that members on, especially on the right, aren't even willing to have a conversation about legislation. In exactly. changing policing, changing mass incarceration, really focusing on penalizing these financial institutions for their predatory lending, as well as when you start looking at uh, these 
Fortune 500 companies that always want us to come and work for them, but don't want to put us, don't want to put us in positions to where we can call the shots and say that we have just as much talent and intelligence to take a Fortune 500 company to the next level. And overall, we really have to look at what that constitution is and what it means and how it was only written for a selected group of people. So, you know, unless we're really to, we're willing to make dramatic changes from a legislative standpoint and from a federal standpoint, then we can hope and dream all we want, but the powers that be on the right and the left need to get their heads out of their four point of contact like we used to say in the army. And they need to they need to start really working for the people and doing what's right for the mass. And you're right. Like for example, Camilla Harris came out that she made a law to where she put parents in jail if your child skipped school. My parents right. should have been in jail by then because <laughs> <laughs> growing up, hey, they should have been in jail. Like, really? And asked about it, she laughed. But this is the same woman that put people in, gave people 10, 15 years in jail for weed, mass incarceration. Right. That's crazy. And at the same time, she couldn't understand how she couldn't secure the majority of the black vote. Exactly. When, when, you work, when you work as a prosecutor, we, we, we know that they're padding their numbers. Why? Because yep. wins mean something. And, mo- and the majority of the time, they're facing a public defender who's overworked, right. who has a caseload that exceeds what they're far exceeds what the limit should be. But then yep. you want to put us in jail, but now you want to come to us for support. That's like going exactly. home and beating a woman every night and then expecting her to get in the bed and hey, make love to you. That ain't going to happen. That's a good point. You're right. I said, listen, that's why I said, check out the D and the R. Because a Democrat now put you to Meat Mill said it best. He said, a black Democrat put me in jail. Mm. <laughs> and and that's what I'm saying. It does, and people get confused. I say, to be careful, and I got a great saying, too, is they because they look like me don't mean they're going to think like me. Mm. Everybody who's skinful and careful. Now, I tell everybody right now, Please don't go to any other black Republican thinking that they're cool like Hubert Owens. Because I came from an area. I came from a lifestyle. I came from the inner city. I know what it's like. And we need more people who are relatable. We, we don't need no more career politicians. No more career politicians. You know why? We do not need nobody else who can't think outside the box. We need people who are going to write legislation that say, hey, in my community, this is what's going on. It's not, a, it's not a Republican issue, a Democratic issue. It's a humane issue. It's well, a race Owen, issue. Can I, you, hey, sure. can I ask you something real quick, Mr. Owen? Um, sure. Uh, you know, when, when, you look at, when you look at everything going on right now, uh, do you really have hope? And do you feel, do you feel that... Uh, you can get that. You can get that that support from both sides of the aisle to get that true bipartisan, uh, um, you know, get that bipartisan um, work to working together so that we can get have some effective change. Because I'm skeptical. I, I, I and 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 I I, I, I I wish I wish I wish I could be more positive, but the words don't move me anymore. We need right. action. I'm glad you say that because in my district, and you see my Facebook posts or my internet posts or whatnot, you see I got a lot of African-American endorsements who are Democrat, but probably never voted Republican before. 
And really, at one point, I was just like you. I was like, okay, this ain't going to work. They don't see it no more. Too much damage has been done. We can't come back from it. People are angry. People are hurt. But I keep my faith in God, and I'm a theologian from Liberty University. I got my master's there. And that what keeps me grounded every day is prayer and encouragement. And I'll go out there every day. Before I go out there and talk to a constituent, I make sure that God is speaking to me and not me speaking to them. But mm-hmm. I want to make sure it's genuine. And I was just like you. I was like, this ain't no hope. This ain't going to win. Come to find out, I had a lot of primary uh, Democratic votes. So people got some hope. But I'll be honest with you, what might dis- discourage them a little bit is the fact that we we see this going on, and then the voting situation that's going on. I know some people don't want to admit voter suppression is not real, but it is. Yeah. You know, it is. ironically, Absolutely. in Georgia again, we had another issue. First it was Florida, <laughs> real Bush. Now it's Georgia. So yes, it mm-hmm. is real. Mm-hmm. It is crazy to me how the early voting polls it was running just fine until June 9th. <laughs> well, now a number of African Americans came out to vote. But yes, I, I I'll be honest with you, I do get discouraged. And no well, one gets discouraged you. more, yeah, more than a candidate. Yeah. We get very discouraged because our, the actions was going on in the media and in the world. It's out, it's louder than our voice right now. But that's well, why I'm, I'm here. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you were finished. I'm gonna say this. Oh no, One thing ahead. I do. One thing I do like that 45 has done is that he has exposed the justice system as well as the FBI and the way they went about going for that. Um, you remember when they went for that impeachment hearing? He exposed right. the FBI and, the, and, and how they uh, cut corners when securing, when securing several of those federal warrants. So yeah. if they could do that to somebody like you, like him, what have they been doing all these years against people in our community? He didn't expose it. On, he didn't expose it on our behalf. He's exposed it on his own behalf. Uh, somebody else had a question. Go ahead. Go ahead. He didn't know he was doing. He didn't know you were doing it, but he did it. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, who, who, whoever was next, uh, Pastor Fight, was that you? Yeah, that's, that's me. Okay. Go ahead. I, I have a. I, I agree. I agree with, with uh, what Representative Owens is, is stating. Uh, I just, I just think that sometimes our focus is in the wrong direction. Uh, to be honest with you, um, when, when you asked the question um, to Representative Owens about uh, why is not our police system working, I believe it is working. The problem is we just don't understand that historically this is how the police system was built. Mm, um, the police yeah. system was built early in, in, in the 40s to be able to keep slaves uh, entangled and keep them in chains, turning dogs on them, turning holes on them. The same thing we see in 2020 is the same thing we saw in 1920. The only difference is, is technology. Uh, there, there's really no difference. The police system is operating the same way. You talk about the FBI and how they have unlimited reach and, 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 and being able to get uh, unwarranted or even unlawful warrants. This is how the system is built. And so when we begin to have people... Uh, uh, representatives and others at the table to have these conversations. The question more so is how do we strip and start over with a better system that is not built on past mentalities that has warranted them now to militarize the police system to mm-hmm. go against 
people of color and low-income communities. The problem is, is perpetual from generation to generation. And right now, we have an opportunity in this generation with so much support from Caucasians and, and, and Mexican-Americans and all of other people who are coming together to march in mass numbers across the country. What are we going to do to maximize on this opportunity in time? And signing a bill, I'm just going to be honest, I don't think going to change anything. Do you know they signed a bill to free us? That's why Juneteenth is coming up. We ain't even know. <laughs> nothing changed. <laughs> they, they, signed, they signed the 14th Amendment, the Emancipation Proclamation, and we still we still shucking and jiving. We still picking cotton. Yeah. Sign the bill all you, you want. You know what? Somebody. To become reality, it takes too long. We got to right. we we put our hand on the plow and say, you know what, enough is enough. And I, I hate to say it as a pastor, but I love the fact that in Minnesota and other places, they have taken over communities and barricaded them. And in Minnesota, one of the areas got a police station in it, and they done took over the police station. Mm. And they say, you know what, we got our own food, we got our own protection. And they're saying white people are standing outside the barricade with AK-47s and guns. I've seen the pictures. Mm. And the cops ain't coming nowhere near them. And Trump is saying, if y'all don't take it back, I'm going to come take it back. Well, now we're right. going to have civil war in America all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's crazy you spoke about that because I remember uh, one response I'm going to say is I remember a white representative from South Georgia. You, you know South Georgia is more racist than Georgia. He said, Mr. Owens, you're doing great things, but guess what? He said, in politics, you don't gain power, you lose power. And he mm. walked away. Mm. Wow. He said, you don't gain power, you lose power. And then, too, with you being said about the race war, I was, I'm a big history buff. I love history. And I was seeing a documentary a while back about Charles Manson. He talked about Helter Skelter. When he said that it's going to be a race war where all the blacks are going to fight the whites and be angry at the whites for all the impression that they have, uh, the oppression that they had given us and the abuse they've given us, and that it's going to be a war and the whites, the blacks are going to take over, you know, their communities again, called Helter Skelter or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And when you said that, I'm like, hmm. Wait a minute, this man talked about this back in what when that happened? Before I was born, okay? <laughs> I wasn't born during that time. But um I don't want to say the seventies, late sixties or like early like seventies and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's crazy how white folks really believe it's gonna be a civil war. And and I would tell young black man this right here, that's why we got to start having our own because say a time does come when we say get ourselves from from white. Right now, we are not in position to do that because we don't have enough ownership. That's why we have got to really be involved in, 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 in spending black in black stores, you know, quit being crabs in a barrel and help each other out. Because Absolutely. as we could see right now, I don't know what it is about two, 2020 or maybe it's a Trump era where there's more racial and hate. Since he came in office... It has been more racial hate than I want to any other president to see because I'm quite sure before Jim Crow, before I was born, it was the same thing. But now, since he became president, white supremacy has been more louder and bolder now. It's not hiding no more. Absolutely. Mr. Owens, I would go back and go another call to get on. I appreciate you, Mr. uh, Pastor Fight. 
Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Mr. Owens, I, I, I would say that that really started in 2008 because mm-hmm. when Barack Obama took office, we started right. to see the dissension with his win. It upset a lot of people. It took a lot of people, a lot of white people to vote for him, but I still feel like uh, Barack Obama was the first black face of white supremacy. He was just an ambassador to to maintain to maintain the status of the elite. So when you look at the number of blacks that were killed during his administration, how it escalated and how it continued, because when Trump came in, he he was able to galvanize and bring those people that had been forgotten about who had that hate in their heart, who flew that flag, that Confederate flag. So now you have a divisive leader who's taken the problem and thrown gasoline on it, which leads us to where we are. So, you know, I, I really think it was, a, it was a gift and a curse in 2008 to 2016 having a black right. president. And you know it's crazy, right, where uh, Donald Trump, he said he's not racist. But I said, I don't know if you're racist or not. But when racists think you're racist, that says a lot. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's really all not that matters. Racist, Trump. But when they think you're racist, what you think? I mean, that's the whole, that's the whole problem. Man, we, we done ran into overtime. We got to get out of here. I got some food cooking. I got to get my belly full. Uh, man, Mr. Owens, we appreciate you hanging out with us. You got to come back and hang out with us on one of our other shows, either the Bruliana show on on Tuesday nights at 7 with JB and uh, Nayana Renee. Or uh, Friday, the Florida Poetry Show with our girl Nima Shining Star L, myself, and JT uh, at 6 uh, on Friday, man. Any, anytime you want to come through, just let us know. We Do will it. Anytime, my brother. Happy. You got me. Go on my Facebook page if you want to donate or yep. send, see more of my issues. Go to W. Let's go to HuberOrange.com. That's it. HuberOrange.com. My mm-hmm. issues, donate buttons, volunteer, see more of my issues, got any questions, inbox me, email me. I'd be glad to help you. Absolutely. More. I'll donate Absolutely. to you if you slap Senator Graham. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for those that just joined us, man, we, we had a great conversation uh, with uh, Hubert Owens, uh, newly elected to the uh, House Senate, uh, in the House Senate District. Yeah, congratulations, sir. And uh, thanks, oh, everybody, man. that hung out with us the whole time, even going into overtime. Uh, normally, they're tuned in for sports. Uh, you had a great conversation here, man, and we're going to continue this conversation. we we got to keep talking about it, keep talking about it till some real changes is made. Yeah, bills being signed is cool. Like Pastor Fight said, that's cool, but we need some action. We need some action right now, and it's got to start in the police department and their system. The way they operate has to be completely blown up and revamped and get rid of the ones that don't want to participate um so that's it man appreciate you guys we'll uh, get to donnie's top 10 next week hopefully <laughs> and we'll get to jt's over and under uh, back to uh, back to sports uh uh next week all right so on behalf of my man james jt thompson adonis donnie martin jb mr 299 nima shining star l the poetic goddess nayana renee big less Little Bucky, past the fight. All about us. I'm Big Woo. It's Big Woo Radio. Peace. God bless. We out. They ain't ready for me.
look, I fall back in order to avoid contamination. The game is full of garbage, nothing about it that's motivate. I listen to your bars, I'm disappointed in y'all. Thought y'all was working, can't believe what I walked in on. When I came through that door, folks said it at 94. Told my brother, everybody know that man got flow. You're forced to be reckoned with. The beast is dated, but that razor shall flow. We're leaving decapitated. You debated if you had a different You're listening to Big Wheelie. 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 Big